Hi, friends. Welcome to Average Queer Christian Podcast. Each week, you'll hear stories from average queer Christians. Imagine that. This is the place where everyday queer Christians share their journey with you. Sit back and enjoy the ride because it's going to be bumpy if Christianity is involved, right? I just want to welcome everyone uh, to the very first episode of the Average Queer Christian Podcast. Uh, We're really excited uh, to have everybody joining us. And uh, to get started, we're actually going to interview each other so you can get to know us a little bit better. And and then we will be interviewing a whole bunch of people um, over the next couple of months that have agreed um, to let us ask them some questions. So we're really excited about this. So first things first, um, my name is Badger, and uh, I'm going to be interviewing TK. What is your name, and how do you identify? Uh, You tell me what my name is. (laughs) (laughs) You just said it. So um, a lowercase t and a lowercase k. There's a long story that we do not have time for today about where that came from. Maybe maybe our <laughs> listeners will, you know, someday um, when we have more than like just our family and friends that are listening, um, maybe, you know, that'll be a story that we tell at a different time. It's true. And I feel like if it's just our family and friends listening right now, which let's be honest, it probably is. They already know the story. So, Okay. And uh, why don't you tell me, how, how do you identify? That is a great question, Badger. Um, because I feel like it is a beautiful thing to continue to learn more about who we are as people, right? And I am in a space where I'm identifying as many things, but mainly queer would be the best way to describe that, and um, non-binary. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, tell me a little bit about like what flavor of faith do you belong to? And uh, so this is kind of a, th- a two-part question or maybe a three-part question. Um, what flavor of faith do you belong to? And is this the faith you were raised with or have you been on a personal journey of discovery that led you to where you are today? Ooh, let's just start with the heavy questions right away. Yeah, exactly. You know, we want to get right right to the, the, the meat of it all. So um, vanilla is my favorite ice cream flavor. Uh, that's the opposite of my faith. Um, but that maybe describes the attitude <laughs> that I have towards it. <laughs> Sorry. As I laugh loudly into the microphone. would say Christian mystic. Ooh, tell me more about that. It's easier to have some of these queer labels nowadays. That's fair. Yeah. Sound like an old person. Um, but I'm not ageist. Uh, then it is to have the faith labels because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of yuckiness attached to them for lack of a better word um so if i had to put a label on it that made sense to people i would go with christian mystic otherwise i would just describe it as my own personal journey uh which kind of leads into the next question of um, that I was raised Baptist and then stepped away from the church and God in like ninth grade and denounced all of that and dabbled in witchcraft, which didn't work out for me. (laughs) Thank goodness. Um, No offense to those that are witches. Um, Hey, everybody's got to find what works for them, right? Exactly. Yeah, just didn't work out for me. And um, 
And then in college, took a philosophy class and obviously had an existential crisis. <laughs> right, as one does when one takes philosophy courses. And then I um, dabbled in all things surrounding that and Buddhism and stuff and then kind of went back to Jesus um, and went to a non-denominational megachurch and uh, had a big, long journey from there, which uh, eventually got me to where I am today, where I had to deconstruct my faith. And I'm in the reconstruction phase. Excellent. Uh, it's definitely a fun phase to be in, I think. I don't know. Is it? Well, it can be. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? This is the question. Um, maybe we'll get more into that later. Uh, tell me about, like, when did you come out to yourself and uh, what did that look like? I think it was right after high school. Yeah. I thought that I was bisexual in high school. Because everyone, not everyone, in my circle, many people did. And it wasn't okay to come out till after high school. But, but for some reason, I feel like maybe everybody else was just like, holding that information until after high school whereas for me I couldn't really process it till after high school it's kind of interesting and then shortly after that I was so excited about it I had to tell everybody what, what was the reaction the reaction was was mixed the reaction uh, was some excitement from some folks some fear disgust confusion and solidarity with uh, the other the other gay folks that uh, from high school that were waiting to come out. I know from my personal experience, definitely it was not a safe place to come out in high school. So I think a lot of people that I went to high school with um, ended up coming out much later in life. So that's not not outside the ordinary, at least um, mm -hmm. for folks that are that are my age. Um, but it seems like uh, the younger generation doesn't have to have to kind of struggle with that in the same way that that older folk have to or had to. It's true. Uh, I am a little bit younger than Badger, but I feel like I'm uh, some 36. I'm right at the cusp of that. Mm -hmm. So it's the folks that are just a little bit younger than me that might have just been as gay as the day was long in high school. But for me it was a mix there was some people that were like hey this is really obvious <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it but for most people they were like kind of like it was safe to maybe say oh I'm bi or I'm questioning or something in that realm or just to not talk about it at all what was it like to reconcile your faith with your sexuality? And and let's just add the, the second and third part to that so we can just make this all inclusive here. What was the best part and what did you struggle with the most? It's a heavy question, Badger. Sorry, TK. It had to be asked. It's true. Don't apologize. I would say that uh, that it was it was a very interesting process because the world around me had already done a lot of the work in reconciling those faith and sexuality because I 
in 2001, I think it was, quite a while back, um, is when I had my come to Jesus moment and then did uh, things related to conversion therapy. So fast forward to 2016. That's a lot of years later. And a lot had changed in the world and in the church. So I um, was at the end of my marriage after doing a lot of hard work uh, to try to make that still still stay together. And um, just didn't work out. You wanted a lot of different things. And um, I started to look around and the world that I was in and who I was and was like, wait a second, what's really going on in 2016? And if I'm not going to be married to this, this man anymore, who am I? And um, I came to, came out to myself for the second time in my life. And, uh, which was a lot different than the first time. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it became a lot easier once I, I realized all that work that had been done by other amazing people. And I'm just really grateful for that. And it was almost like an instantaneous realization. Like I felt like there was just so many resources and amazing people out there that it wasn't this um, confusing process that I thought it was going to be. And the part that I struggled with the most was just how to, I don't know, how to come out for the second time seemed a little bit more daunting than the first because I still did have a lot of those friends and family that were still in the non-affirming boat or that had been like, oh, phew, you got married. We don't have to worry about you anymore, you know? That somehow marrying a man means that you're right? straight. Isn't that interesting? And that we don't have to worry about you. Like, you know, just from lots of perspectives, because even from my grandma's era, like, what, like two ladies to get married? Like... Uh, how, like, who would provide? Like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, confusing things for people that come from a much older generation, because she's, like, 94, of, like, she went from living with her parents to getting married and living with her husband and never having a job in her whole entire life, you know? So, so same-sex marriage on the lady side would make no sense to her for so many reasons, right? Exactly. <laughs> so they're both not working. What are they going to do? <laughs> Who's going to take care of them? <laughs> because women can't clearly take care of themselves, they, right? They, they can't. It's clear. Yeah. And that, that was sarcasm, by the way, that was everyone. Sarcasm. And while I do identify as non-binary, I do not discount my female side. It's a, it's a tricky balance. Mm -hmm. But just a little throw out. Of information for that but yeah so I did answer the struggle with part first because I don't know that just kind of stood out for you stood out yeah um of 
And I'm actually not fully out, but I'm doing this podcast. How funny is that? That's scandalous. Let's also talk about the fact <laughs> that there was a comic that was supposed to be released. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? Is sure. that something that we could talk about? Sure. So that would actually lead us to what is the best part. <laughs> so the best part is that I'm me, and I get to be me, authentically me, and I really resonate with what Badger said which I don't know which order these are going to go in, so I don't want to, like... I have a feeling mine is going to go first. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. But that's okay. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, like, however it ends up happening, a lot of people say that, you know, to be authentic, and we talk so much about authenticity, um, and to just be your full self. So I, I definitely feel like that's the best part um, for me of being that, but also being that in and with God too and just not having to hide that or be apologetic or anything like that or do any sort of special therapies that don't work y'all and are illegal in a lot of states now which is yeah fantastic by the way yes and um but I would say I'm a pretty creative person even though I forget that sometimes so apparently I was like yeah I need to come out to everyone and I've already come out to all the key friends and family, but I, for some reason, felt like I needed to do a comic in which <laughs> that is mixed with mixed media with my photography in order to come out publicly. And it was supposed to come out today on Transgender Visibility Day, but I've been busy getting my divorce finalized, so I decided to do that instead. So, but that's the best part about it all. Well, we'll be sure to share (laughs) that when it happens so that our listeners can check it out. Awesome. What is uh, one thing you'd like to say to our listeners? I would like to say that you are enough and as cheesy as it sounds, it's okay to be who you are. God still loves you. Sounds so but that's what I want to say. Cheese is okay. I'm not, I, I, I think that's wonderful. So thank you for sharing. Um, and uh, we will uh, flip the table here or flip the script, so to speak. And uh, next episode coming up will actually be my interview or, or I guess not my interview, but being interviewed by TK. So yes. stay tuned for that folks. And uh, we'll chat with you later. All right, everyone, that's all we have for today. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful week.